it's personal to me. It's not just this one-off like, oh, there's an opportunity to make money here and like have this certification. No, like this is something that my heart and my brain have been called to in a way that it's very hard to describe. But I knew that the impact I wanted to make on this fitness industry with the coaching that I have and can do was to kind of connect all those dots. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Got a special episode today because I am recording this in person. So you probably don't know whether when I do a, have a guest in person or not. Uh, but this is probably the maybe second or maybe third time that I've done this in person, done an, an interview in person. And honestly, I just think they're, there's just so much fire there and you can see the other person. So I'm, I'm super stoked about this. Of course, I have a repeat guest. If you don't know her, I'm not sure what you're doing, but I'm not judging, but also I'm like, kind of like, what are you doing? Um, so we'll link the back episode and you can hear all about, I think maybe we have two back episodes actually, um, but we will link all of the things. So don't you worry, they'll all be in the show notes. But without further ado, I'll stop my rambling. Welcome to the show once again, my good friend, Brianna Battles. Welcome, homie. Oh. Thank you for having me over. <laughs> oh, dude, she just literally stopped by today and was like, or she texted me last week and was like, "What are you doing on Monday?" And I was like, "Probably hanging out with you." Yeah, the way yeah. that the way that you phrased that, I just kind of show up and like we're doing this. <laughs> I'm so here for it. I'm so here for it. She walked in and I was just like, "I'm really glad you're here." You folks yeah. know it's just nice to be around other people that are vibing the same energy and doing the same things and in your same space in your same world doing the and like they can really understand you. So it was refreshing even though rupert was he's fucking terrified i don't know where he is he's, he's yeah. run away yeah he's, he's scared of me but it's been okay. it was great to open the door uh <laughs> but i'm gonna pass it over to you right away and yeah. you want to fill us in and i know there's a ton so you can pick and choose but you want to fill us in on how 2020 went for you and oh, that's huge yeah i mean that was obviously a big year for everybody um but it was a lot of Obviously, coronavirus and just the wake of all things 2020 were a huge opportunity to pivot my business and to reassess where things were going, what I needed to do and change. Um, but the back end of my business was also really impacted because my integrator, who was like my right hand woman, who really helped me build my business to that, get me to that next level, I've been working with her for two years. Her name is Lucy she was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. And like, that was just such a devastating hit from both like my, that's like my good friend. Yeah. And then she knows my business very well. And she knows the things about my business that like, I tried to avoid knowing about, I'm like, ah, you handle that. Like that's, you know, we talk about macro and yeah. micro brains, right? Like her and I, uh, Shantae and I were just talking about that. But, um, so both from like a friend I care about so much and then somebody who's so involved in my business, that was a huge, um, 
that was a huge hit, I guess, for for us to navigate. And she eventually needed to resign from working within my business in the capacity that it was. So aside from all things getting shifted and changed around us um, in our communities, everywhere, um, for my business, there were things that um, were just some unforeseen, really tough circumstances and a lot of just a lot of pausing and it's really hard. I think when you're a visionary, you are so accustomed to being able to like, this is exactly what I need to do. I can see it. I want to do it. And the thing I kept saying all last year was like, ah, it's just freaking blurry. It's mm-hmm. just blurry. I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know what, I don't know the next right thing. And when I was in that space, I just kind of had to sit there. There was like nothing I could do about it except just wait until it was slightly less blurry. And then like a huge effort of like trial and error yeah. and I'm bringing a couple people onto my team to help and just keep the business moving forward because at the end of the day, I could be most effective in the work that I do and the coaching that I do and the business that I lead with um, by supporting pregnant and postpartum athletes and coaches in developing their expertise and their business. That is what will create the most changing communities, both online and in person. And I knew that that was, it. I cannot step back yeah. completely. I just have to get really good about how I go about this and be adaptable. So that was 2020 for us. Um, you know, obviously having, I have two boys, seven Amazing. and um, three. So having them home a lot has been really challenging from like a mom life juggling business standpoint. It's the first time that I was truly forced to uh, like invest in childcare, a nanny. I've always mm-hmm. been so stubborn and, um, I can do it all or I'll figure it out. Like we're there while they're at school or preschool, like I can do this. And I always kind of had a, like my ego was just in the way. And then with them being home, you know, that was the first time that I realized like, I, I have to ask for help now. I can literally cannot do all the things I need to do and want to do without having an extra set of hands. My husband's job is really like kind of unpredictable and I'm, I just knew I'd be really yeah. resentful if I didn't have an extra set of eyes and hands helping me with my kids. We oh, didn't have family sense. close by to help. And it just like, I felt like my back was pushed up against the wall as a parent trying to figure out how I can teach them, keep, keep them safe and also like still keep the ball rolling forward business wise. Oh, makes total sense. I want to keep going with that and yeah. having to ask for help. You you've dropped a few things in here. I'm like kind of picking out words I want to use to segue. Uh, Having to ask for help and this idea of integrators versus visionaries. Mm -hmm. At some point, you might have to ask for help. And it's oftentimes behooves you. Let's say we'll just talk about business in this case. Behooves you to find someone that is good at the stuff you're not good at. Right. And does the opposite stuff. Can you talk to us a bit? bit, Because maybe people don't know this this idea, this concept of integrator versus visionary and what that looks like for you. Yeah. So for me, I and this was something I discovered about myself so much more by getting into business, but I realized that I'm very much like a macro big picture brain. I have the idea. I can see what I ultimately want to do. I don't need somebody to help me goal set. Like I know I ha- I am a dreamer and also a like achiever. And I want to create a lot of like, I'm just motivated by having a significant impact on the world. Love and that. I want to do that. And the details of that 
is sometimes hard to dial in for me. So that's where like the macro or excuse me, the micro kind of brain comes in that can really help complement someone who has that visionary or macro thinking brain. And for me in business, it's very easy to delegate and to hire. That's very mm. easy for me to, to know that. I've never really resisted that. Mm-hmm. Motherhood is different for me because I feel like I should be able huh. to do this. I should be um, like, this is also my job. It's not something I can or want to outsource. Whereas business is like, hey, if I straight up don't know how to make a website or like can't work the back end of this, like, well, that's easy to delegate because like, of course, I don't know how to do that. Of course, I'm not good at that. And of course, I'm not going to waste my time and like what I'm good at trying to do the crap that I'm like just not good at. I'd rather pay someone to do that. But motherhood is different because that's my responsibility and I love them and I don't want to sacrifice. But literally, we cannot do it all. And so it's it's a... um kind of complicated feeling because business I feel really confident saying so this is who I need to need this is who I need to hire this is what I need to do um, I'm good at this and people that are good at this stuff do that mm-hmm. and like support me support yeah. my vis- my business support my vision let's support this movement where are my pieces but doing it in my family was really hard because I thought oh wow. this is just for Jared and I to like figure out and it really took a freaking pandemic for me to say actually I need to have some help in my house too. Huh. This is wild to me because I don't think I ever realized this until this moment. I assumed that at your house it was the same because it's one of the things that I actually really uh, admire about you is that you do delegate so easily and so well. I have it literally on my little list over here of things to talk about and one of them was hiring because it's really yeah. difficult to do. If you're a control freak yeah. or if you're just scared about things like – that's really hard to do. So I assumed that your home life would have been the same because you do it so seamlessly, right. so easily, so well in the in the business side of things. I hope you folks listening that what, what Bree just said gave you some maybe permission to outsource. And I, whether that's at your home or in your business, but I know that a bunch of you get really caught up. Many of you are micro thinkers. And that, does not, that sounds kind of pejorative, but you work in the micro. And you think you should be able to do everything. Like, I should be able to do my own website. I should be able to do my own bookkeeping. I should be able to do my own whatevering. And if you know you can't, remember, you're going to pay in time or money. Let's be more okay at least starting to think about outsourcing these things. I know so many of you that really sit with this. The flip side is if you like doing all the things, also go ahead and do the things. That's totally fine. And you're like fine with it. And you're like, I can get through it. Amazing. You're not shitting all over yourself. Like, oh, I should be able to do it. You're just like, I can do it. I like it. I'm thinking about like LCK right now. That woman like literally does all the things in her business. She's wild. But I hope that what Bree just said gave you permission to at least start thinking about asking for help, whether that's in the business sector, the sector or at home. In terms of hiring, because you do that, you outsource. You have any, and I, I, I don't do so much strategy on this podcast but like do you have any soft suggestions or kind of what do you what do you think about when you're like I'm looking to hire someone oh I when I'm looking to hire somebody I want somebody who knows my brand already mm-hmm. like that's really yes. important to me I don't want to go searching on you know any of these databases yeah. I want someone who hey I've been following you for four years mm-hmm. I know what you offer and I know your personality and we yeah. I feel like we could get along well um, so that for me is like a huge, like I want a connection piece. I want like having a true team 
and culture is really important to me. Um, and so I, I try to put a, a place, a high value on a team dynamic and really like having that I have your back and like you have my back and we're going to communicate. And, um, and there's just that initiative there. Cause I don't want to micromanage anyone either. Like I'm freaking, I have two kids. Like I already kind of have to micromanage them way more than I, I like, but that's just the, that comes with parenting. And, um, you know, I try to place a high value on, I want communication. I want initiative and, I want you to know how to do the thing that I don't know how to do. Yeah. Like it, to me, it doesn't matter like how much experience you have or where you went to school. Uh, I want to know, can you help me solve this problem? And then show me and show up, like just show up and show me that you can do it. Um, and then show me that you can communicate effectively with me so that I know what's going on. Dude. Like, that's what I want. It's like more of like a, like we need to vibe well and truly work as a team together where, you know, you give me an assist or I give you an assist, but like, let's work. Let's really continue to work that out. I'm writing down notes. Frankly, you are. You really are. Uh, This is how, this is how I do podcasts. I like it. Um, If you folks heard that knock, that's because we just ordered food. This is the best (laughs) life. Like to be able to be uh, on a Monday, we're doing a podcast. You can order food. Like the best is the best life. So if I was going to summarize what Bree just said there, <laughs> because this is great. I think you, you just inadvertently, but not surprisingly gave advice for people that are maybe looking to get hired as well. Right? Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm all about creating your best life. We're living it right now, but your best life may be working for someone else. Right. That's fine. That's, we need that. We just talked about, you know, the integrators versus the visionaries. Both parties are needed. So if you find that you're a bit more of the integrator and you're like, I can get shit done. I can do these things. One of the things you want to be looking at if you're trying to get hired or trying to work for someone, if I'm going to kind of summarize what what Bree said, feel free to uh, (laughs) interject here. (laughs) Number one, invest in people. Mm -hmm. She's going to hire somebody, and I'm the same way, that knows the brand because the brand is our baby. Yeah. And it's not like I don't want – if you're going to hire a babysitter, I'm like, I don't want some, like, random person and, like, all, like – you're, you're taking care of this thing. You care about this thing. So I want someone that's gone through these things, someone that's gone through my programs, somebody that sees what I see and has the same same values. Right? They really understand what I'm going for. So number one, invest in the people that you're looking to work for. Number two, solve problems. Right? Businesses are built on solutions to problems. As such, Bri just said it. She wants to know, can you solve my problem? The fact that you went to Harvard doesn't mean that you can definitely solve my problem. I need you to explicitly state, this is what I can do for you. If we take this into the social media realm, because you know, that's how my brain always works, this is what should be in your bio. Yeah. What problem do you solve for people? How do you make their lives better or easier? Number three, be a human. Be personable. Be a person. Have these actual discussions. We're not looking for like, reading off of a resume and being a, you know, being a robot here. Again, these businesses are, they're our babies. I need to know that you're going to be a human and taking care of it. And then the last part, number four, and Brie and I have talked about this a few times, take initiative. I can do shit on my own. I may not want to do it, but like I can figure it out. My goal in having you around is that I don't have to micromanage you like Brie just said, because we got shit to do. And then you're going to be like, yeah, hey, I see that this could be done like this way. I'm going to be doing this thing. This can be in a job that you're looking to get or in a job that you already have. So for all my like 
I don't know. Again, I never know who listens to these podcasts. But <laughs> let's say that you're a PT and you're a new grad and you're looking for a job. Right? I'm all about go ahead, learn on someone else's dime. It's fine. Start off that way. Start off in a clinic. One of the best things you can do is pitch to them how what problems you solve. Take initiative and be like, hey, I see it's done like this. My suggestion is we could do this. I could do this. Why? Because it would help this. Here's how it would, you know, what it would bring in, X, Y, and Z. When you take the initiative to do that stuff, it is just an absolute game changer. So I know that Bree answered in terms of like, hey, if you're looking to hire, these are the things that, you know, you should look for. But also if you're looking to be hired, because we need both sides of things, those are a few things that yeah. And then I, I put a high value on just being direct too. Oh, like, yeah. I like when people are like, Hey, you know, I had a, a woman reach out to me. Um, her name is Antonia with, um, a one fit coaching. And she was like, Hey, I really like your stuff and I really like your vibe. And I just, re- I appreciate what you're doing. If Love you it. ever need help, if you're ever hiring, yeah. will you please let me know? And I was like, Hey dude, like I really appreciate yeah. you saying that. Um, because as a business grows, the pieces of it grow. And like, what are you good at? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I could hire you. Like, (laughs) you know, I think when it's like such a grassroots business with a ton of potential, like there's a lot of room for hiring people as like freelance work. And I think that's an under, an under, um, underrated thing, especially in the fitness and movement communities is if you're good at a skill set that can help support somebody else, you have to give them a ton of hours or time but you can make extra money mm-hmm. by saying, I'll work for you like five or 10 hours a week. Simple. And I, and it's pretty simple for you, whereas it would take me forever to do that mm-hmm. skill. Um, I think that's a huge opportunity too for people to really leverage, like leverage what you're good at and oh, don't yes. be afraid to put it out there because sometimes I don't even know what I'm looking for. Yeah. I am still learning too. Like I will forever be learning how to run a business because I didn't come from a family where anyone was entrepreneurial. I didn't come from anything that set me up nailed it to understand the dynamics of business so if there's an opportunity to learn or to have somebody like come onto the team and provide it an angle that maybe was my blind spot i'm down with that too man so i love that put it out there i love that i love that you said you don't always know we don't know what you don't know right you don't always know what you need that's that's how i got my right hand one might and left hand woman lex she yeah. was like if you ever need someone you know yeah. I would love to work for you. And I was like, I don't even know. But but, like, yeah. but yes, now Noted. that you planted the seed <laughs> and then you tell me what you're good at, actually, immediately, yes. Yeah. Well, let's keep on this train of, of growth and business yeah. and things like that. Where's your, what are you doing right now? What's going on in the business? Yeah, business is um, pretty good. I was able to – so I have a new integrator who – she's like an integrator VA role, which has been really helpful. She's kind of the, the doer behind the scenes who took over for Lucy while Lucy just – tries to get healthy. Uh-huh. Um, and then I hired Heather Osby. She's, she's kind of pivoting her fitness business into marketing. I have a couple programs with her, both the practice brave fitness program, which is like a monthly membership, um, exercise program. Um, I have that with her and then we created a pregnancy program together. And in that I was like, Hey dude, like <laughs> you're, you got a good marketing brain. Mm-hmm. Like this is mm-hmm. a really solid angle for you have you ever considered going that mm. route with your business? And she, I kind of cornered her at a, at an event in New York city be, right before, like when the pandemic was like breaking out in New York city, I was there. So that was great. Um, but I brought her on my, and we're kind of playing around with making what she does with my business and the marketing angle, sort of a case study. 
Cool. So that's been really interesting to trial out um, and positive. So I'm happy about that. So I run a really lean team and this year just putting a big focus into the coach course, which will be launching in April. So that's pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. It's an online certification for uh, fitness and fitness professionals and also practitioners who want to better understand how to coach and guide pregnant and postpartum athletes. And so that's been a very um, successful program in my business because it has the greatest impact, right? Yeah. If you can coach a coach, you're then impacting um, hundreds of athletes potentially, you know, they can go on and keep mm -hmm. paying that forward. So I really love that. And I try to put a lot of my energy and effort into not just the inspiration of the curriculum, but the implementation of the curriculum. So I want to make sure like we're not just talking theory and not just talking like these generalizations about coaching. It's also like, well, how can I put this into like a real life uh, remote coaching one-on-one -on -one session or a small group at this kind of gym? Or maybe I have an online offer and then walking them through that business development um, standpoint. So that's that's been a really big shift for me is not just teaching how to apply the actual coaching um, to exercise or to a diastasis or to incontinence, but then saying, and here's how you can actually help people in your community or online by offering these kind of services and making sure you cover your ass in this capacity. Mm. Um, and so just doing a lot more and now what support. So after like, yeah, modules nine and 10 are really dedicated to that in the, in the coach course to really lean into the business side of, gotcha. of applying, but also, you know, me, um, and my team, because I can't help with every angle of business development, mm -hmm. but saying, here's the tools that you need to get started. And here's what you can do. Here's base like marketing 101. And here's like a template that can help guide this and making sure that they're not having to just like wing it completely by themselves. Cause I remember what it was like. Like I just was like, Oh, mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of try. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I was able to try out a lot of different ways that I applied to that coaching so I can come at it from that angle. And now I have a team that can say, and here's a more efficient way of doing it. It's going to save you time and yeah. money. <laughs> ah. I love that you uh, uh, expanded, I guess, improved yeah. the coach at uh, the coach, right. the course to include this, like iteration yeah. two to include this more of this business side. Yeah. I want to put an asterisk next to that because I want to yes. come back to it mainly because right now I want to keep going with this actual course. Mm -hmm. So in my humble and largely biased opinion. It's the best uh, program like this on the market. There are other things that are out there. And from the research that I've done back in the day when I was a pelvic floor PT, right? I used to do this stuff. And just based on what I've seen in the curriculum and the content, it's the best that's out there. But if you are um, someone that's looking for this education, it can, can be hard to tell that, hard to know, because you're right. kind of bombarded by so many things. And you're like, I got this thing, and people have opinions. Can you just run us through a little bit of, like, what the course entails? Yeah. Yeah, I think what makes this course really successful, and this will play into what it entails, is this isn't just my opinion. Mm -hmm. This isn't just theory. This is my lived experience and my professional education. This is what I have dedicated like 
years of my life to knowing how to be a good coach. My master's is in coaching. I have coached athletes for years and years Mm -hmm. and years. Mm -hmm. And then I have the lived experience of being a pregnant and then postpartum athlete one way and then doing it again a whole separate way with my second birth. So I have lived this and was able to put that into curriculum that teaches. And it's personal to me. It's not just this one-off like, oh, there's an opportunity to make money here Mm -hmm. and like have this certification. No, like this is something that my heart and my brain have been called to in a way that it's very hard to describe. But I knew that the impact I wanted to make on this fitness industry with the coaching that I have and can do was to kind of connect all those dots and fill in a space where this was untouched. No one was saying pregnant athlete, postpartum Mm -hmm. athlete seven years ago. Mm -hmm. We created that Mm -hmm. with this movement and the curriculum. Um, And so it was a big effort to me not coming at it from a clinical standpoint. I'm not a physical therapist Mm -hmm. or any kind of practitioner. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. So it's theory is great and you need to understand theory, but if you're not applying it, you're not going to get buy-in from the athlete you're trying Mm. to work with. Like you, they, you have to be able to communicate and understand their mindset, which is different. Um, And I think that's a a significant gap that's missing. A huge part of the curriculum is me teaching people how to actually coach in a way that's going to get you like, that's going to help your intent actually pay off. You know, like you have to make that connection with the athlete first and know what they're going through is a hugely transformative time in their life as an athlete. And if you can't level with them, whether you understand CrossFit or not, whether you understand dance or not, whether you understand whatever running or not, you have to be able to say, I see you. I understand what your body is going through. I want to learn how you're feeling. And I want to be the coach that helps support you because it's not just, you know, can I versus should I right now? Mm-hmm. It's really like, what do you want to do a year from now? Mm-hmm. And now let's like reverse engineer that. And that's how you get their trust and buy-in. And that's what I try to teach. So it's not just, oh, inhale here and mm-hmm. exhale here. Mm-hmm. Like you can find that on any yeah. influencers, it's any huge. pregnant influencers page. And that yeah. is like, that's the, that's the very basics. But you have to be able to help somebody integrate their training in a way that's going to set them up mentally and physically and emotionally through for a very transformative time in their life. And, you know, I really wanted to make an effort that wasn't just theory, wasn't super dogmatic Mm -hmm. or generalized because that's what we see out there or Mm -hmm. is only focusing on one end of the spectrum, just pregnancy or just postpartum. Like, no, this is a whole, like, this is a season, a true season in a woman's life. And it's really short-sighted to make it just about breathing, just about core and pelvic floor, just about exercise modifications. We needed the spectrum. And so the course curriculum really covers that spectrum from the physiology to what I call athlete brain and that, that mindset and communication to programming, to actually showing you, here's how you write a solid program. Because I think even like I'm certified through NSCA and, you know, a lot of that still was it was hard to kind of to understand, well, how do I take that and put it into a program? What, what is program design? And so I try to take some principles that I've learned through a lot of my mentors and say, this is how you actually write a program mm-hmm. and progress somebody or regress them and mm-hmm. like make it in a way where they're actually going to commit to it. Because if you just give them like these seven boring rehab movements, they're not going to do them. Totally. They'll do them for like three days and then not do them. So 
how can we integrate what they need from a rehabilitative standpoint into their strength and conditioning, into their fitness, or into the kind of movement that they want to do? I don't believe that, um, you know, athletes are this super special population, but I believe that an athlete is a person who's pursuing fitness across a spectrum of interest and ability. And we have to be able to coach from the top down, whether it's an Olympian yes. or somebody who, who really has a lot of back pain when she lifts her stroller. Mm-hmm. Like if you can coach the Olympian, you better be able to help yeah. the lady with the stroller. And that's what I want to teach is that whole spectrum of being able to serve this population. So, um, so again, from theory and mindset, coaching and programming to yes, diving deep into pregnancy, athleticism, postpartum athleticism, all of the core and pelvic health considerations, incontinence, yeah. pelvic organ prolapse, pelvic pain, diastasis recti, um, and then leading into, well, what are the motherhood considerations? Okay. Well, there's breastfeeding, there's sleep, there's this mental health. There's all these different variables that completely influences somebody's health and fitness. Well, let's talk about that and let's bring in the experts who can, who can actually educate on this. Cause I also, I'm very, uh, regimented about staying within my scope of practice. Yeah. Again, delegating. If I don't know how to do something, I'm going to ask That's somebody it. else. So like who, who would like to yeah. provide their expertise on this subject matter. So I also brought in quite a few interviews that complement the material so that somebody else can serve in a way that I can't. Um, and then I go into, yep, the app, the actual implementation from a coaching or business standpoint, you can offer remote coaching, you can offer a workshop, you can offer a seminar. This is what that looks like. This is, you know, you need, you have to figure out where are your strengths and what makes mm-hmm. you go, Oh no. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching these modules, it's sitting there saying, that sounds like a really good idea. Or, oh God, no, that sounds terrible. I would never want to do that. I don't want to be in front of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then maybe like online mm-hmm. looks better for you. Mm-hmm. And like kind of just figuring out what speaks to you and what doesn't and knowing what these options are. Because I have literally done every option when, yeah. when it comes yeah. to coaching this population. I've been in person. I've had different dynamics in person. I've traveled everywhere to teach. I, and I've created online curriculum in mm-hmm. every for every single person, for every, you yeah. know, like within this. So I've done it. And I want to make sure that it's not just inspiration. There you go. They're actually implementing it to their community in person and online. And then going into the business dynamics where I brought in everyone from like my lawyer to, you know, talking about social media. I know that's something that you and I talked about in that course. Um, And just really making sure people finish that certification, feeling like I have every tool and every person I need to do something really incredible. That's I love that you just gave that synopsis of things. I think that the people have heard of it. I think people have heard about it. But they're not necessarily sure how it's different. And quite a few things that you said there tie into what we said earlier about not knowing that you need something until it's like brought mm-hmm. up. And, I, and yes, for all my PTs out there, she said like the didactics and all the pelvic floor considerations and, and postpartum consideration and all the and pregnancy considerations, that's in the course, of course. Oh, that's in every course. <laughs> right? Some better than others, but it's in every course. One of the things that, two of the things I guess I would say that really stand out about what you said is Getting the buy-in, making this real, getting right. buy-in, get, learning how to get these these athletes, these movers, to actually do this stuff and trust you, not just like, hey, here's the here's the thing. Right. How do you actually get people to want to do this? That's a completely and for a a grossly underserved, but like misunderstood perhaps right. population. Totally, and I say all the time, like, pregnant postpartum athletes are not fragile, but they're also not invincible. So who can help with that messy middle? 
because it's really easy to gravitate toward either camp. Yeah. Fragile or invincible, yeah. do whatever, whatever I want to do. <laughs> and like there has to be a middle ground if we're really promoting a lifetime yeah of athleticism. And that's like, that's a central theme to my brand and business as it grows and evolves is what I am here for is so much more than pregnancy and postpartum coaching. I'm here to advocate for a lifetime of athleticism and pursuit of health in whatever way that looks like for you. I don't care what you want to do. I just want to help you do it in a way that feels sustainable for your health yeah. and your body, your function. So do I want you peeing your pants at 40? Exactly. No, I don't. Exactly. I want to help you not do that. And also like there's things that we can do about that now. Mm -hmm. And maybe you go to CrossFit and you do double unders and you pee and it's not a big deal there, but like maybe that'll be a big deal when you're 60 trying to play with your grandkids and like, you don't want to deal with that. So like, so instead of this, we're fragile or instead of that, we're invincible. How can we be in the messy middle in pursuit of that lifetime of like function from the inside out and athleticism in whatever you know, modality you want to do. So, so good. I think the summary is super, super helpful for people just understanding like, oh, I understand why it's different. I understand <laughs> what I'm getting. I want to keep going with what you said yeah. about the business side of things, which sure. that was kind of the second part that I was thinking in terms <laughs> of like what makes this different, what, what, why is, how is this different than other programs? Like one, you're giving people this, how to get buy-in, how to actually really relate, understand, work with this demographic, not just like, what do you have to do? But like, how do you actually make this shit work? Yeah. How, like, that's the real talk here. But the second part that I love that you had as the uh, the <laughs> the growth of the course of like, okay, you're trying to run a business because this is a coach. This is a course for co- for coaches. So if these coaches are trying to do this and like they're trying to build their business. Like, oh God, how do you do that? And I love that you added that in. But I want to keep talking about that. We talked about it a little bit before the before we started recording. But in person. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to the value of of in-person work and, and starting in person, especially in a society that's now like so digital, you know, right. thanks to Rona and just also it's 2021. But. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I think having being known in your community is so critical to kind of master before you totally go online. You can have like a hybrid approach, but I think there's a lot of value that comes from being known in your community for that one thing, being that go-to person for that thing and then getting like just getting in the trenches with somebody getting your experience of trialing out your coaching how you communicate um the progress that is made and just almost like what are the what are the barriers what are the issues that are coming up and being able to see that and experience that in real time it makes you a better coach you have to be really adaptable in the moment and yeah there's a there's obviously that online too if you're doing like a one-on-one consult or something but being able to touch and feel and connect and almost like share, especially for me, like working with pregnant and postpartum athletes, it's like you're sharing it a really transformative time in their life. Maybe they're like more vulnerable. They have, there's other things that they're worried about. And if I wasn't in it with them, like in that same exact season, maybe I was pregnant or, you know, just had had a baby. Like it was all very relatable. Yeah. And when you can relate to somebody yeah. in person, you buy, th- you get that trust, you get that loyalty and then you build, you get your reps in. Mm-hmm. And when you are able to get that credibility in person, I mean, it carries over in online really well. Totally. It just, it kind of naturally progresses to that Don't, so that you can absolutely. do more and reach more. But I feel like you really have to conquer yeah. locally first. And I mean, that's how you get your referrals. Yes. That's your warm Nailed leads. It. 
that's, I mean, that's how you get solid testimonials to even put on a website. Nailed like it. you want your, if you're a coach, you want the PTs in your community to refer to you. You want the doctors and the OBs to refer to you. You want the massage therapist to refer to you. You want your hairdresser mm -hmm. to refer to you. I don't care who, but be the person that is the go-to for X, Y, or Z. I still get tagged in and I'm not doing a lot of stuff locally anymore. I haven't taught like a six week postpartum class in a couple of years and I'll still get tagged in on, you know, oh, I have a diastasis mm -hmm. and like bombs of whatever, Conejo Valley. <laughs> I love it. And like, I'll still get tagged in on that. And while I'm not offering that service, I now have coaches in my community that have gone through my certification. I can say, here you go. Yeah. They've gone through my training. They know, and I trust them to be able to help or if that's not right, you're looking for an online program. Well, I got that too. So just so go valuable. here. So like you build that over time and that's not, that's not a quick, you know, that's not a quick process. And I think that's the other thing too, is we have to, you have to be in the trenches for a while in yes. order to gain that credibility and to improve your experience. The stuff I was saying even two years ago is kind of cringy now, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's not how I would do it now. Yeah. That's not how I would coach now. And, but I, know that because I've had so much experience yeah, the reps. doing it. You get, you get your reps. reps in and you get better reps. Dude, uh, uh, we talked about this before and that's why I wanted to make sure to bring it up on the podcast. For those of you that maybe are feeling like you're struggling with finding people online and make sure, and I know Rona and stuff, but like figure it out, uh, be safe, all the things. But that is 100% how I also got my start. I think that every online business, it starts in person. It starts with yeah. the skill set that you cultivate and you grow and you learn in person so yeah i started doing all you know videos and stuff online but started by doing workshops at my crossfit box right. i started by treating people for 40 dollars an hour at my crossfit mm -hmm. box i started by going to people's houses with my fucking table it was the worst like the thing is so heavy but yeah. i couldn't afford it like a light one and i was like this is the worst going to people's houses and yeah. working on them there and and cultivating that skill set under starting to understand business starting yeah. to understand what people value what do they actually care about getting more confidence like it could change my rates. Yeah. Uh, so. and, and I think it's also knowing like, well, this isn't necessarily my my forever dynamic. And like, I'm okay knowing that this is yes. what it's going to be for the next year. Yes. Or maybe like this is a two year thing and have, you know, set whatever boundaries you need to have in place for that. But also know that it's going to lead you to the next right thing. Yeah. And that's a theme that I talk about in the business component of coaching coaches is what's your next right thing? Is that sending an email to the PT? Because I guarantee you, like most PTs would be stoked yeah. to be able to have a coach that they that can trust that, that can help their patient after 100%. they're done with them. And is that emailing this gym? Is it emailing this person? Is it making just a connection and putting it out there? Again, be direct. Be direct. I was going to say, you said it. Just like, be direct. Do yeah. men go through this program? Yeah, we've had a few. I would love to see more. Um, but Is that a curiosity? Yeah. I think, you know, a huge, like my avatar for this, I think, is it's definitely a lot of coaches, but then it's it's people who they feel called to the curriculum because they want to become who they needed because they realized when they were pregnant themselves or when they were postpartum, they realized, wow, there really was not a whole lot of information. Oh, and then I found you. And then it was like, oh, my gosh. And I want to be able to be a trustworthy coach in my community. I want to do better or I want to know better for myself. And so it's very personal yeah, for imagine. a lot of people that go through this. It's not just another course to add to a resume. Um, even for the people that are not moms and have no interest in becoming moms, they're like, this is personal to me because I coach women. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I want to be trustworthy and I can own the fact that 
I'm not a mom or I don't want to be a mom and that's fine, but I want to support you as a mom. And that's Mm -hmm. also been really like a powerful thing for me to see too, is people stepping up and saying, I want to support this. My 930 class at my CrossFit gym is all moms. And so that's like, you know, the men that have come into this have, there's been a lot of that um, underlying um, intention is because they know, uh, yeah, that we have five people who are pregnant now or whatever. Um, And so just being able to, to really get this information out, knowing that that's what's going to help you retain clients because so many pregnant people leave their gym or or leave their environment because they feel like their coach doesn't get them or they have to do their own thing anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and they come and buy my programs, which cool, but also I would, there's such a um, environment part of like having a community and support and understanding um, from people that you see in real life. And even with COVID restrictions, like I want people to have whatever kind of support community that they have. And, you know, I know that's a really high on my value system. And I think that's a big part of it too. Coaches that can stay with you through these seasons and you can trust to guide you. It's remarkable. And something that's a little bit foreign, I think, to maybe some of the PTs, because not that your relationship is transient with people, but it kind of is. Like we're given this prescription of six to eight weeks mm-hmm. and then the person like never comes back and you never see them again or you know right. they come back for a different um episode or something else but like one we know that like healing and growth and change takes way longer than that right so in listening to, a, to what Bree is saying what i'm going with that is we're in a time right now where like you can yes build your best life build your you know whatever that you want that to look like and that may be figuring out a way so that you can work with people for longer because they need but he's saying that right they we need that right. i don't want to say they like make it some othering thing we all need that and there's so much value in being able to to provide that i want to ask you a question about i'm cognizant of the time we're gonna wrap this up soon but yeah. also so we can go eat but <laughs> uh i want to we talk been talking a ton about pregnancy postpartum it's great but at your heart you're a coach yeah your passion is coaching I know that some part of you is like, I would just love to talk about coaching. How has that been for you? Niching down, I think it's super important to start. We yeah. start this and then we can go, whew, go wide. Yeah. How has that been for you in niching down or being niched down? I don't know if you niched down or someone niched you down <laughs> into this pregnancy and postpartum world. Yeah, I think being able to coach the coaches on on these big picture concepts, mm-hmm. no one is taught how to be a coach. Mm-hmm. You kind of, maybe some, you know, but I feel like so much is just learned by being part of that. Yeah. Um, and so I've tried to teach people how to coach yeah. and then they will understand like the pregnancy and postpartum stuff. That's easy to apply once you know how to coach. Got so let it. me teach you how to coach through communication by how you show up by, by just, how you interact with people by the questions that you ask. Um, Love it. You know, like there's such a sanctimonious vibe to the internet, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the way, mm-hmm. this is the right way. Yeah. And like green, green check, check mark. Red <laughs> <laughs> I, I love us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, there's, but what we know is there's nuance. There's so much nuance in coaching and can you, can you level with somebody like that? And so I try, what I've tried to do is create a culture within the group of pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches. We have close to 2000 now um, and be able to say, 
you, not only are you qualified to coach on and help somebody with their diastasis or help somebody return to powerlifting or help somebody stop peeing when they do jump rope, whatever. But like, you're actually a really good person to work with. Mm. You're doing good work. You have integrity. You're mm. not, um, selling a bunch of BS because moms get targeted with so much. There's so yeah. much crap. Yeah. Like they, they just are yeah. so targeted in the fitness industry and it's gross. Right. So what is, is there integrity here? So coaching those macro co like concepts has really just kind of filtered into the curriculum. The opportunity to coach coaches is huge for me. And I love that. Um, I will continue to apply that when we can start doing retreats and in-person stuff. I had a mastermind in 2019, which went really well. And I loved that because I was really getting in on a handful of their businesses and, and understanding it and being able to help them figure out what their next right thing was yes. for their business and growing it, what they needed to do, what needed to be in place. So that's been a fun angle of coaching too, is looking at it from a business whether it's like a side, like side hustle kind of business vibe, or that is your full-time gig that you want to put everything into. Um, that's how I'm trying to leverage my coaching. And then from a personal standpoint, having a seven-year-old play sports, <laughs> I get to be like coach mom and not in a way that I'm like coaching him, but I, it's beautiful to witness sport when you have been a coach or when you are a coach but you're also a parent and you just have like an extra special appreciation. I know oh. I texted you about, yeah. about that special the dude. other day. Um, it's just, yeah. it's a really fun thing to be able to sit back and watch and, and know how I want to be as a parent based on what I know as a coach. I love this. For those Parenting you, is coaching, baby. I don't care how you spin. It's the only thing that ever prepared me for motherhood was coaching. I mean, that's, that's so on brand. <laughs> of so course on it is. Brand. For those of you listening around the edges there, I want to tie that back into the Ikigai um, episode yeah. that I did not too long ago. Brianna is a coach through and through, and her passion is coaching. It's what I've seen happen was, right, if you think about that Ikigai model, uh, the top is what you love. Uh, on the right side is what the world needs. On the bottom is what people will pay for. Yeah. And on the left is what you're really good at. And those things change. They're always moving and shifting. And what I've seen, and maybe this would be helpful for you listening, is Brianna took what she loved, which is coaching, and then saw where it overlapped with what the world needed. Right. And like where I was at personally. Exactly. Like you like kind of see the opportunity because it becomes you. Exactly. Like this is an attachment to me. Oh. It's not just a one-off product to sell on the internet. Yeah. And like, that is what I, I have to hold on to and say like, no, what makes this different? Me. I am what there makes this different because it's taught from it. this lens, from this voice, from this experience. And when I don't know, I have a freaking great team of so, people around me that also contributed to the curriculum I put out there who help bring it together. Bring everyone to the freaking table and let me help make that happen. That is coaching. That fire that you just heard, this is why I love having a podcast, right? That fire <laughs> you just heard, that passion that you just heard, the fire and passion that I just got to see, that's what it's like to be in the center of that Ikigai model when yeah. it all has lined up. And I don't want to say lined up like it happens passively, but when you get all the things to line up and you're in that center, yeah. that's what it sounds like. That's what it looks like. Mm. Bree, <laughs> if the folks want to find you, learn more, sign up for a wait list for something, buy some stuff, Yeah. what, where, what do they do? Okay, you can go to my website, www.briannabattles.com. Instagram is at Brianna.battles. 
uh, other like brand Instagram is at pregnant.postpartum.athlete. It's a long one. Um, <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> but that's where those are the main places that you can find me. Um, and I would, I'd love to connect with you, whether you're looking for uh, pregnancy program or postpartum program or coaching curriculum to become a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. I literally have something for everyone attached to that, uh, to that bubble. <laughs> I love it. You folks know it's going to all be in the show notes. So don't crash your car trying to be like pregnancy <laughs> dot. What is the dot? What happened? <laughs> it's all in the show notes. We got you covered. Brie, thank you. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for coming over today. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to do this. This is like, Yes. I love it. And we got to record as so people can hear it. Amazing. You, you folks listening, thank you. I know you could be doing anything and you chose to listen to us. And for that, we are both endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative. Not going to ask for any likes, subscriptions, anything like that. If you want to do it, well, that's great. I'm not going to be mad at you. But if you liked this episode, mm-hmm. if you loved it, if it resonated, you know, share it. Yeah. Share it with somebody who you think it could help. Together, we rise. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Brianna and Maestro. 